Hi everybody, sorry for going off the radar. I'm sure you were all wondering, where is Ashley's podcast this week? Well, I was going through some stuff at work. Um, It was a difficult time and as a solo founder, you know, I'm sort of uh, bearing the brunt of difficult times alone. So that's when you'll find I go off the radar with um, this podcast and my blog and whatnot. And I'll probably talk about what happened at some point soon, but that's not for today. So things have been pretty good, though, recently. Um, The start of summer, so my business has two quiet-ish periods. That would be Christmas and also the start of summer. And it happens every single year. And despite being aware of this pattern and knowing to expect it, I still freak out. And I'm like, right, that's it. I've got to get a job in Morrison's. I chose Morrison's because then I would get a discount on the salad bar. Huh. Things always go a little bit quieter, I think, just with holidays and kids being off school. So this week's been good, though. Everything's picked back up again. So I'm feeling positive. And I thought that it would be cool to do a mid-year review because according to the Year Progress account on Twitter, we are 55% of the way through 2019. How scary is that? I say it every year. It's just time is just slipping away. And so coupled with, like I said, the start of summer for me being a wee bit quieter, I thought now seems a good time to revisit some of the goals that I set myself and do a mid-year review. Now, I, I didn't actually spend much time refining my goals uh, going into the year, but I was very clear on what I hoped to achieve within the business. So I wanted to launch three new products I wanted to reduce the excess on our existing products. I wanted to build community features and develop our dashboard. So let's take a look at each of these goals. Am I on my way to achieving them? Have they evolved into something new or have I shelved them completely? So let's start with the um, launching three new products. In February, we launched the Legal Expenses product, which provides legal advice, a solicitor to chase overdue invoices, loss of earnings from jury duty, and a few more interesting features like that. And then two months after launching that product, I recorded an episode um, about the kind of disappointing result of the launch. Now we're five months post-launch and I, I'm now, I'm actually hesitant to refer to it as disappointing now. It's been okay, but it hasn't set the business alight in the way that I thought it would. You see, I believed that this product would inch us towards product market fit because it provides a lot of upfront value to customers like the 24-7 legal advice helpline instead of being a product that's triggered only when there's the threat of being sued. But I was wrong about that. And then we also had some issues around the policy wording, which we're in the process of addressing just to make things clearer. So yeah, there was nothing smooth about that product launch. So with one down... How do the other two look? Well, the other products hinge a lot on my binder that I've been talking about for 
what feels like forever, to be honest. Um, so once and for all, why don't we just clear up what this binder is and why it's so complicated? In simple terms, this binder allows me to build a self-service checkout for insurance. So at the moment, I'm arranging policies via the insurer's e-trading platform. But as you can imagine, this is very limiting in terms of what we can do with the customer journey or, or even what products we have access to. So a binder gives me the scope to sell policies direct from with Jack's website and also build more products into it from different providers. And this is what I wanted to launch with three years ago. But because I, I started right at the bottom um, or because I started with nothing, you know, I had no existing customers, I had no funding, I had no experience. Um, it kind of meant that I, I, I had to start at the bottom and work my way up. Um, but I, I certainly didn't think that I'd still be manually binding policies almost three years in. That's uh, just depressing. Um, I'm selling £14,000 of products per month this way. Now, if you've listened to my podcast for a while or read my blog, then you'll, you might have noticed that nothing in insurance is easy. So the, there's all sorts of other layers to this application that I won't get into because it's too insurancy. But the process is very lengthy and it depends on third parties to push it along. The more third parties that you have involved in something, uh, the slower and clunkier it becomes. And the reality is that it may not even be 2019 that all of this is done. But in the meantime, we are doing what we can on our end to get things ready. So we're planning and building the infrastructure. So one out of three products so far. Is it likely that I'll have the other two launched by the end of the year? Mm, well, considering how slow this um, binder is moving, uh, it would take a miracle. But miracles do happen. Okay, second goal was to reduce the excess. So when visiting London at the start of the year, I asked the insurer if we could reduce the excess on the contents policy. Most of our claims, we, we get claims fairly regularly for contents and the excess feels pretty steep for freelancers, especially because many of them are claiming on a single item, you know, like a phone or a laptop. So we did agree on trialing a lower excess with a small pool of customers. And if the results are good, then or if the results aren't you know, adverse, then we can roll the, the lower excess out across all policies. Um, however, this depends on, you guessed it, the binder. Ugh. Um, my third goal was to build community features all of my customers are in similar industries to one another. You know, they face the same problems. They have to learn the same lessons and they share the same worries. So it would be beneficial to bring them together in some capacity. And I have a few ideas around community features and I want to test them in true MVP style, as in build a scrappy prototype and see if it has legs before investing money into, you know, a slick design or a professional developer. Now, it's been a long time since I coded, but earlier this month, I signed up to Super High for an intermediate Ruby on Rails course just so that I can brush up on my, my Ruby skills. Um, and this has been 
with the intention of building and testing these features. And by the way, slightly off topic, but oh my goodness, Super High is amazing. The brand, the format, the content. If you're interested in learning how to make digital products, then I can't recommend their courses highly enough. Um, so yeah, the community features, this is something that I can explore as I patiently await progress with the binder. And my last goal was to develop our dashboard. Um, not much not much build progress has been made yet. Um, we have done some brainstorming and I'm visiting Scott, my designer. He's not my designer. He's his own man. Um, but he's a freelancer that I've been working with on With Jack stuff for years. Um, so I'm visiting him in Nottingham next month to spend the week working on this. Both of us have really interesting ideas around the dashboard, but some of them involve, yep, the binder. So without giving too much away um, with the dashboard, the next update will centre around after-sales care because a big problem that I've noticed is how few freelancers understand their insurance. A lot of them have problems insurance could help with, but they don't realise that. Um, in fact, some of my very own customers have been in situations where they could have used their insurance, but they didn't know. And that that hurts me. So this isn't their problem to fix. It's our fault, insurers and brokers. It's our fault. And the next update will focus on addressing this. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of insurers focus on pricing to win customers. But for me, it's really important to... My stomach's rumbling. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, to push the value of insurance and get away from the price-driven buying behavior that plagues the industry. And I, I, I believe the only way to do that is to help people understand the products that they're buying. So if you want to keep track of the progress that we make whilst I'm in Nottingham next month, then follow me on Twitter because I'll be, I'll be tweeting. Uh, I am Ashley on Twitter. So in case you haven't noticed, most of my work goals depend on the binder, which hasn't been progressing at the pace that I want it to. Um, I have, I think I mentioned this in one of my earlier episodes, I've actually blocked out my calendar for the remaining six months of the year just to focus on this. And that's been pretty pointless because I'm basically sitting waiting on other things to come together to make it happen. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you want to move fast and you want to build quickly, do not start a business in the insurance industry. A lot of startups are drawn to financial services because of the potential to improve on, you know, all of these beige industry incumbents that we have. However, even as a startup, your business will have to be part of a traditional player's ecosystem. And, and that, alongside the red tape of it being a regulated industry, will slow you down. You may be able to offer faster customer support or, or better tech um, or, I don't know, innovative products, but a lot of the important processes are rooted in incumbents. 
And I've been thinking a lot about this because it frustrates me. And the solution, really, that I think the only solution is to become a carrier yourself, like Lemonade have done in the US. But you need multi-millions of pounds to do that. I mean, Lemonade has raised a total of $480 million. No thanks. So the reality of bootstrapping is that you do move a bit slower than... Um, than, say, your VC-backed counterparts that have millions in the bank that can be thrown at more staff and a higher output of features and products and uh, couple that with building in an industry that doesn't or, or can't move quickly and the outcome can be very frustrating. I don't exactly help myself. There are some things that would enable me to move quicker, such as having a full-time developer. So I work with freelancers, but having somebody in-house on a permanent basis would help push new features and updates out the door on a more consistent basis. I also need better project management skills. This is a weakness of mine. I'm inexperienced with how to manage projects and oversee a team of people and set milestones and ensure we meet them in a timely manner um, and are all aligned in our goals. Um, but funnily enough, Super High, who I mentioned earlier, they've just announced a digital project management course. So I'll likely take that after the Ruby on Rails one. And then I could also build in a different industry altogether because having the freedom to move quicker and not depend on incumbents or have to navigate regulatory constraints would be, oh my, it would be glorious. But it's insurance that I'm passionate about and I believe that I have unfinished business here. So, you know, I have to live with these pitfalls. But I continue doing what's been working for me so far which is putting my head down and day by day making progress towards my goals until I eventually get there. And I always get there. That's one thing I will say about myself. I don't get there quickly. I don't always take the easiest route, but I always get there. So despite not having checked off any of these goals <laughs> at 55% of the way through the year, uh, I'm still not, I'm not actually unhappy with my progress. Obviously, momentum has been slower than I'd like, um, but a lot of important foundations are being laid right now, and I think everything will start to come together. So yeah, this mid-year review has been very beneficial for me in letting me see my progress or, or lack of in some areas and what I can change in the latter part of the year. So I really recommend... Uh, revisiting your goals mid-year to see where you stand and what you can change to give yourself a better chance of reaching them. So hopefully my stomach hasn't been rumbling too loudly throughout this, but it's time for me to go and get some lunch. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>